Osiris. Hi, listeners. I want to tell you about a cause that I'm involved with at Heritage Radio Network. HRN is celebrating its 15th year, and to celebrate, we're deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Hey everyone, it's Cam Hurt, host of the Best Show Ever podcast, and we have got a second season coming out very soon that I am very excited about. We've got some very cool special guests, including musical acts that we all love, like Karina Reichman, Daniel Donato, Jake Brownstein from Eggy, Rick and Peter from Goose, and many more. Tune in for new episodes dropping on Osiris Media March 5th on the Best Show Ever podcast. Welcome back to We Move Through Stormy Weather, a podcast by Storm Sound and Osiris Media. I'm Ryan Storm, and I'm very happy to be here today for our, our, our second ever in-person episode, and it is with the exact same person <laughs> as the first ever in-person episode, Mr. Joel Cummins of Humphreys McGee. Hi, Joel. How's it going, Ryan? This was uh, you know, much more groundbreaking the first time, uh, so now it just kind of feels like old hat, you know? Here we are. This is just what we do. Ryan and I meet up at festivals, hang out, and now we get to catch up with, uh, with what I've been up to. Perfect. Well, you know, it's been, it's been a whole month since the last time we spoke. You know, we, we, we went into some uh, of, of your favorite jams so far of Umphreys in 2023. We talked about your history at Summer Camp Festival. So if anyone has not checked out that episode, uh, that is episode 35 of We Move Through Stormy Weather. Go, go give that a listen. It's a great conversation. But Joel, you, you've been... You've been around uh, the last month or so. What's what's been going on in your world? I have. Well, we had our uh, big Red Rock shows uh, in Colorado with Mo, um, and got to bring out the the big cowbell again, which was uh, very was exciting great. for anyone who saw it at summer camp. Um, but had some just really fun shows, and and I think uh, well played shows for us. Um, you know, as with any band, Red Rocks is kind of our biggest thing, and uh, it can be tough to to feel like you really nail it you don't want to overthink it you don't want to under prepare and uh this year it just it felt like things were connecting and there was there was good osmosis in the uh the musical air so that was pretty fun uh after the completion of our second red rock show we decided a good way to celebrate would be to go to the airport and uh fly to nashville to go to bonnaroo a bold move (laughs) (laughs) very very bold move cotton let's see if it pays off and uh so it, it did pay off. We made it. We played our set there. And then uh, Ryan and I and a couple of our crew guys got to hang out. Ryan Stasek, I should say, the bass player for Mumphreys. Mm-hmm. And we went and saw what, uh, you know, 
may be the most impressive live performance I've ever seen at a festival. Ooh. Uh, Jacob Collier. Oh, yeah. Uh, playing with a uh, five-piece band and, you know, like, setting up loops on his own on five different instruments in 45 seconds. Yeah. Um, the super tight jazz vocal harmony stuff they were doing was incredible. And then getting to be a part of the uh, Jacob Collier audience choir at Bonnaroo was really, really special. And uh, if you guys don't know what that is, go check out his Instagram account and look for when the, the crowd is singing. He basically gives the crowd four different pitches assigned on where, you, where you're standing in the audience and then makes average, you know, people who are out here enjoying music uh, into a choir and the results are always impressive. Yeah, that Jacob Collier is like a, a force. Like it, it's incredible, you know, seeing the stuff that he puts out um, and watching him, like, you know, the clips from his shows. Like, I, I haven't been able to see him live yet. I want to, for sure. But, yeah, as you said, like, going five different instruments in such a short yeah, amount of time. You, you got to go check out his live show. It really was special. It's something I'm super stoked to bring my kids to eventually, too. Uh, yeah. You know, they're kind of growing up as multi-instrumentalists, and, I, uh, you know, I love that. And to be able to see someone who's doing it on that level, um, just absurd. Um, so that, that was, I mean, I was like laughing and crying. It was that good. Yeah. You know, um, we went and checked out a couple Pixies tunes and then we actually came back to Jacob Collier at the end, uh, and watched the end of his set. And then we went and, uh, watched most of the Foo Fighters show nice. that night, which was also really cool. Rami Jaffe, the keyboardist for the Foo Fighters is a buddy of mine. I recorded a lot of the keyboard parts for, uh, similar skin it's not us. It's you. I think those albums in particular. I did a lot of those at his studio in L.A. Mm. And so we kind of become buddies over the years, and had a really, really special uh, feature um, during the the first half of a stripped down times like these. With just it was like a B three and and Dave singing. Nice. Um, and yeah, it was a it was an incredibly magical moment, and the whole the whole show was uh, was really well done. There were some funny improvised moments. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it was, it was a great day at Bonnaroo and we, we pushed through and were rewarded. Yeah. And then you slept for four days. Uh, no, I didn't sleep for four days. <laughs> I went home and picked up my children the next day and, uh, there you, go. you know, tried to, uh, aggressively get them to go to bed so I could go to bed. Uh, <laughs> it's a good way of doing it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, and then, and then you went to a different festival, not... To perform, I, I did this year. I've, I've played at Electric Forest a, a bunch of times, both with Humphreys and you know doing solo or duo stuff. Uh, I've done a thing with Kyle Hollingsworth there. Jason Hen played course. with me last year. Uh, I've done a couple Everyone Orchestras. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a, a set with Marcus Rizak and Hash from uh, Thievery, and uh, I think Jeff Franca was in that band too, maybe. It was just like an improvised thing. We did that a few years ago. Yeah, so I've gotten to play a lot of Electric Forest. And this year, for the first time, I had no scheduled programming. And uh, I had both my kids with me again. So, you know, getting to take them in the... You know, we do mostly, like, daytime forest stuff. Right, of course. uh, But they just absolutely love it. And it was really cool to share that sort of creativity and... Um, and art, uh, you know, wound into the music there. So, um, yeah, so we got to go see um, Thumpasaurus, which was pretty amazing. I saw them here yesterday. Yeah, they were yeah, really cool. Yeah. They had a, they, one of their uh, crew guys uh, making pancakes on stage during the set. <laughs> Apparently, I, I saw something online about it. Apparently, he usually 
runs like a video screen behind them or whatever, but there was okay. no screen and it was during the day, and so he decided to make pancakes during the yeah. set instead. <laughs> Their, uh, their video content at their set at Electric Forest was also uh, really pretty awesome. Uh, but I dug those guys. I got to check out uh, probably about an hour of Goose, uh, which was enjoyable. Uh, Cash the Madovan? Um, was that later? The really big early? jam. The early in the set. Oh, yeah. I was there for that. Yeah. I, don't, I apologize, Goose fans. I don't know the names <laughs> of the songs. Yeah. Uh, they did a pretty funny cover of uh, Can't Get You Out of My Head. Yes. Like the, is it uh, Debbie Kylie. Gibson? Kylie Minogue. Yes. There you go. Um, that was uh, that was enjoyable. Um, but yeah, it was it was a great set. I watched some from the front and then went out kind of by front of house and uh, took the rest of it in from there. Um, had some good hangs. Got to see uh, Ben and uh, and Peter for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Saw saw Rick briefly. But uh, those guys rolled up the night before, so uh, Mark Brownstein had a uh, DJ set, so uh, my daughter, Will Quinn, and I rolled up for that, and she made a sign that she proudly held up that said, Brownie, take me to Disneyland. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. (laughs) I love it. Yeah, there were uh, there were some some good jokes, uh, good jokes happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Brownie has also said that he's replaced um, me as his best friend with hers now as well. So, you know, he's that moved. seems reasonable. You know, it, once you meet Willa, it's, it's hard it's, not to. It's moved on to the younger generation. You know, more exciting. You know, he's trying to build that DJ audience with the younger crowd. Exactly. He knows. You know, fifteen years from now, who's going to be coming <laughs> to his DJ sets, right? <laughs> Yeah, so uh, so it's been fun checking out music, and then Monday, uh, Brendan and I did a, um, a benefit concert for my parents' educational scholarships, mm-hmm. and uh, that was on this on the beach in Muskegon, very close to Electric Forest. It looked it looked really nice. Mutual friend of ours, Jesse. Uh, oh yeah, there. yeah. Je- uh, but he's yeah, he said that was a great the mix uh, man great show. Yeah, I hung out with him. We we uh, kind of cruised around on Friday for a little while. Brittany and Jesse and I. He's, nice. He's a great dude. Yeah. Um, he's also paying me to say that, but that's okay. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so I got to play some music then on Monday and, uh, back, back at that. And then just last night we had the first Humphrey show in Buffalo, New York, I think in about five years. Yeah. You were supposed to have your, uh, Humphrey's debut there and it got snowed it was, out. Yeah. In January, 2022, <laughs> when, you know, amid all of the cancellations at the time about <sighs> Omicron, this yeah. one got canceled because of snow. Yeah, we couldn't load in. There was a huge pile of ice that they couldn't they couldn't remove uh, right in front of the load in doors. So, uh, so this show was kind of a makeup for that. Believe yeah. it or not, you know, eighteen months later, uh, we were finally able to squeeze it in. And, and man, I've forgotten how much I love the town ballroom. It's an amazing that, venue. Yeah, I've, I've seen a ton of shows there recently. You know, as I've started traveling more, and it's yeah. so close to Toronto. Uh, so I was so sad to miss that. Uh, yeah. Yesterday. Yeah. So we did uh, the first ever, uh, Scott Marks did confirm for me, that's uh, Biz Archive out there on the, uh, the internets if you're looking for him. Um, that was the first ever 20 plus minute Believe the Lie last Ooh. night. Uh, I think it was a little over 24. And I got to give credit where credit is due. Ryan Stasek just kept, uh, kept pushing it, not going back to the, uh, the closing theme. And, uh, you know, anybody who knows me uh, is a big fan of the jams knows that I love that. Uh, we started in F major is kind of where the section starts and a um, couple minutes into it put did the bump up to uh, I think you know I want to say like G Dorian maybe so that it was the same scale but a new brute right which was nice and then also made the transition back later uh, to F very uh, very palatable mm-hmm. um, 
you know, there are a lot of Bumphreys transitions that are very angular, and, uh, you know, we're trying to make things weird, and uh, that that was not one of them. It was one of the more butter, buttery ones, so I enjoyed that. And then we had a, uh, I mean, including Immigrant Song in the middle, I think probably about a 26 or 27-minute Utopian fur. Yeah. Um, the couple jams in that, there was one in the middle, there was one in the end, and, you know, we just kind of made the choice. We're like, okay, really we need about five more minutes of music like for this to the set to reach its apex right and, do we do we play another yeah, song or do we just keep yeah. going yeah and so we made the choice to just keep going and have one more you know it was feeling good it was the crowd was right with us last night so sometimes in those moments as opposed to adding a song the right answer is just to stretch something out and you know try to push it and see what you can come up with yeah yeah and the thing i love about that venue too is it feels super intimate you know it's like a thousand cap but it's it very like feels it's like an indoor bowl yeah. and it's packed and also the stage is super small for you Sta guys yeah well. this is kind of funny last night so my keyboards i usually have like a u setup and the side of the u which would be facing the crowd had to be turned in because the the stage is not straight oh it was, yeah it's on an angle <laughs> so there were a couple of moments where I was playing Mellotron and like something on Moog or piano, and I was having to like go beyond 180 degrees, <laughs> both arms on like almost Superman mode, like flying. Yeah, it was uh, it was pretty funny, but um, yeah, it's kind of you know I know I'm sure a lot of the listeners here are familiar with the Mission Ballroom in Denver. Mm -hmm. um, somebody said that to me. They're like, oh, it's like a super shrunk down Mission Ballroom. And Ooh, it totally is because it's got this sort of stadium seating around yeah. the sides in the back. You know, where th like there's that. Ev every view in there is good and it's, you know, it's such a classic venue. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I, I love uh, seeing shows there. And speaking of shows, uh, you've just recently announced a lot of shows that are very exciting. We have. Uh, you, you we know, have. Some, some more Colorado shows, you know, can't stay away for long. Oh, uh, can't stay away. We had the opportunity to uh, consider going back to the Mishawaka Amphitheater, which is just outside of Fort Collins. And... Um, not quite as well known of a outdoor venue as something like Red Rocks or Telluride for Colorado, but mm -hmm. the Mish is this beautiful little uh, spot up uh, up the Pooter uh, River, and it's uh, maybe like a thirty minute drive from Fort Collins. Mm -hmm. So you know, there's really nothing around it, and there aren't too many places like that. So you know, I think the last time we played it was. 2009. Oh, wow, yeah. So it's been, been yeah, it will have been uh, almost 15 years, and we put those shows on sale this morning, and uh, uh, we're very elated to say that they uh, they sold out almost right away, so that's, you know, that's a Congrats. good thing. Um, play, whenever you get to play for a sold-out crowd, especially in Colorado, you just know it's going to mm -hmm. be... Well, and also in the middle be, of the wilderness in Colorado, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, that, that's, that's amazing. Like, outdoor yeah. venues like that are so special. So hopefully it doesn't snow. Yes, um, when are those shows? September 7th, 8th, and 9th. Could oh, be so 90 degrees, could be 30 degrees. Exactly, you know? know? <laughs> and you roll the dice, and whatever happens, happens. Yeah. You know, so, you, could have, you could have 90 degrees on night one and snowing on night three. That, you could have that, too. Good yeah. balance. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we just put those out. Uh, recently just announced our uh, Umbol 10, which is going to happen in Boston, Massachusetts this year. Um, very excited about that. Two nights of music, three sets each night. Um to, you, typically what we've done with these three set formats is four of the six sets will be fan curated um, this year it might even be well no I guess it would still be it would still be four we have uh, at least two new 
uh, quarters that we're doing this year that we've never done before. Ooh, two new quarters. Yeah. So Umble is typically, well, okay, the back history of this is it was originally one night yeah. and four sets. Yeah. So wow. we set it up as quarters. Got so it. the sets were like between 50 and 60 minutes. They weren't Got like marathon, right, 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 right. you know. You weren't playing until like three in the yeah, morning. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then, you know, it became a, a pretty popular thing, and we heard from a few people, you know, why don't you guys... It was so taxing on us to do those four sets, you know, mm -hmm. and Chris is like falling over, dying at the end of it. Yeah. So we thought, why not try to make it a little easier on him and do three sets over two nights so that... You know, people coming from out of town then can set up shop and, you know, everybody knows like a two or three night stand. Those are so fun for everyone because then, right. you know, it's like the band gets to relax, the fans get to hang out with each other. It's just a great time. Mm -hmm. So um, I think three years ago we changed it to the um, uh, the three set two night format. Yeah. And we I were like really it. happy with it. So the first one we did was in Port Chester and then we did Chicago. Um, the Cap in Port Chester, the Riviera in Chicago, and now the uh, House of Blues in Boston. And typically what we do, our goal with these is to kind of undersell the venue and give everyone a little more space. So I like know, that. it's kind of set up to be a very fan-friendly thing. Mm -hmm. Where, you know, it's not like a New Year's show where you're like, yeah, I mean, we're trying to it's sell packing out Packing every room, inch you know? of the place, yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's that's something that we've also tried to make a little more fan friendly. But uh, the unique thing about this show, the Umble, is that um, two of the quarters or sets are voted for by fans in advance, mm -hmm. and two of them are live voting with the. I've seen some of these. Yeah, I, I remember every year or the last couple of Umbles. I remember seeing on YouTube like really intriguing like titles. Of things I like watch like there was like the the you did like a weird jazzercise one last year I totally, think totally totally uh, so, I remember watching that and being like this is like this is so cool like so one quarter uh, the choose your own adventure one will typically have like three choices maybe four sometimes just two mm -hmm. and fans are just voting for what they want to happen next right so uh, that's that quarter and then the one you're describing here uh, is the S two Stuart event which we encourage fans to come up with sort of creative descriptive prompts. Uh, prompts that would you know we can then create music over yeah um which is pretty fun because really there's no wrong answers you're just trying to make something cool yeah or funny or you know um we had a really good one that i remember a couple of years ago where we ended up uh i think this might be what you're talking about the jazzercise one with uh the arnold schwarzenegger oh uh, yeah jane fonda up, whatever yeah down yeah up down one two three four up, down, up, <laughs> down. Um, you're doing it. Yeah, that um, should be in regular rotation. I think. Yeah, that should, that should yeah. Be a song. It's uh, yeah. There's. I'm trying to think of what this was. There was some video that somebody made that like made his made his uh, you know his his drill thing into like a song. So you know, worth looking up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, those those have been uh, quarters that we've done in the past. We've also done one that. Um, I know the fans really like called uh, raw stewage, uh, being referring to Jim the concept Jimmy Stewart, which we sort of use as our catch-all term for improvising or trying to create a song on the spot sort of thing. So, what fans do with this is we curate, give them thirty different little selections of improvised uh, times when we we've like. John, the guy who's kind of been the, the moderator of this Mickle, a lot of people know him as, 
um, says he's trying to find places where all six of us are playing, like, we've come up with our own composed parts. Right. Right, so there's kind of sections. So then we have fans vote on what are your favorite sections, and then we'll try to, you know, out of the top 15 of the 30 or 35, mm-hmm. try to create songs from those. Yeah. So in a way, it's pretty cool because you're kind of doing the litmus test already. Do the fans like this? Right. Do, yeah, yeah, do they like the way this sounds? <laughs> that, and, which is so cool because a nerd like me, you know, loves the fact that it's like, oh, like, you know, my favorite jam segment, I'd be like, you know, make a new song out of yeah. that. Like, that's... Yeah. That's awesome. Right. That's awesome. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited uh, to experience Umbul so, in October. Inevitably, we, we screw them up and we take people's favorite jams and turn them into songs that they don't like. Of course, yeah. <laughs> you know, you like you ruin a good thing. It's like, here, you know, here's your jam. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to make this bastardization of it with lyrics. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so uh, so here we are at Peach Fest today. Yes. Let's bring it back to the moment. Yes. Um, and I'm very excited because uh, today... Uh, we get to play uh, Ripe, a uh, band that I've wanted to see for a long time, is playing before us. And one of my favorites of all time is playing after us, Ween. Yes, I'm looking forward uh, to that. And so we get to hang out and check those guys out, which I'm pretty stoked about. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah, and then next month, uh, Umphreys has taken, every, uh, taken most of the month off except for one show. And I'm going with my family to Portugal. Ooh. And my Portugal trip ends with us flying back to New York on August 4th. Oh, and you know what that means? What does it mean? I assume you're going to be seeing fish. <laughs> yeah. Which yeah. means, okay, we're I'll gonna see you go, there. We're going to go to the last show. I'm awesome. Not, we're, we're flying on the 4th, so yeah. I'm not counting on feeling like doing anything that night. Makes sense, but you'll be, uh, you'll be there on the 5th, which is awesome. Yeah. I'll see yeah. you there. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that run a lot. So I, I, my next question was going to be, what's the next show you're going to be seeing, you know, non-festival? And so you yeah. just answered that. Yeah, so we'll be own. going to see uh, Fish then. Um, trying to think if we're... We've got a couple really great uh, people opening for us in August. We're playing two nights at the Salvage Station in, in uh, Asheville. Asheville. Yeah. I think August 25th, 26th. And um, we've got Daniel Donato opening one night. Nice. And, um, oh, and I'm t- this is terrible. Now I'm totally spacing on their name. This sick band from Richmond, Virginia that I've gotten to see live a couple times. Uh, oh, I know. Butcher Brown. Nice. Um, so I highly recommend checking those guys out. That was one, you know, we don't have too many big shows where we're having support with us. It's been a lot of an evening with Humphreys McGee. Yeah. And, you know, it's like, we have enough material to fill two sets. Why not just play two sets? Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, this Asheville show is one where, yeah, we're going to be able to uh, have some great, great artists playing with us. So really stoked about that. Oh, and I should mention uh, one more festival, the All In yes. Festival. Oh, in uh, Indy, Indianapolis. Yeah. That is actually on the Sunday of the weekend of our Mishawaka shows. Oh. So in so it's classic Thursday, Friday, fashion, Saturday, yes, Sunday. Go to the celebrate by going to the airport. Oh, perfect. We're doing it again. Is that uh, is that is that similar distance traveled? Or? It is. Okay. Yeah, it'll be just like two hour flight. It won't be okay. bad. Oh, hopefully, things things Knock go as planned. Yeah. Exactly. The yeah. the real the real issue is like the what like the four a.m. flight or yeah. It ends this up one being. I think we get to sleep in. It's eight. Oh, so, there yeah, you go. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, we're gonna get to do a uh, set with Jason Bonham, uh, John Bonham from Led Zeppelin's Son, mm-hmm. and so we'll do some Zeppelin tunes and a couple Humphreys tunes. 
uh, the first time we played with him, Jason learned our song Conduit, yeah. which I thought was really cool. And he came in just gushing about how much fun he was having playing it in his studio. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, we've we've done a few shows with him now over the years, and I'm really stoked that we're going to be able to bring that, uh, bring that project back and be able to do that in Indy. And I think... Uh, Tri Anastasio band is playing right before us. Classic so. tab, yeah. Classic no tab. horns. Yeah, no horns. So uh so you never know. I mean in, in collaborations are being encouraged. Uh, you heard it here first. Trey's <laughs> sitting in with Umphreys at All In Festival. <laughs> yeah, so that's uh oh, and let me mention one more thing. Yes. We are doing uh, a really special benefit at uh Tyler Childers uh festival um in uh in West Virginia. When's that one? Um, that is September 23rd. Um, and it is, you know, working on uh, giving, uh, raising money for, for drug prevention and opioid prevention and, and uh, um, all the causes that go along with that. Mm-hmm. And so a huge thing that Tyler's asked us to do for a couple of years and finally we were able to do it this year. So I'm really stoked. I feel like we're kind of stepping out a little bit of the uh, typical festival box and going and doing that and, yeah uh will will be great to be able to support that cause and also probably play for some new years that day it's awesome very exciting well joel thank you so much uh for sitting down with me today it's been a pleasure to hear about everything going on in uh, in your world and umphrey's world uh and you know we'll do this again uh in a few months you know, <laughs> i look forward to things happen sounds great right awesome all right and thank you everybody for listening to this episode of we move through stormy weather hope you have a phenomenal day and we'll see you next time Welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, and for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book, and together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts. Hi, this is Henry Kay, host of the number one music history podcast, Rootsland. Come with me on a journey to Kingston, Jamaica, where we explore the world of reggae music and the untold stories of some of the genre's greatest legends. From the ghettos and tenement yards where the music was born, to the island's iconic recording studios. We are so excited to team up with Osiris Media, the leading storyteller in music. Because as you'll hear, sometimes the story is the best song.